Uh, welcome into another News for Jags podcast. I'm Jamal Saints here alongside Justin Barney. And Justin, uh, this has got to be the strangest year in Jaguars football history. We started the year talking about toasters, and now we're going to wrap it up talking about clowns. It just, it never ends. You know, I thought the, the Urban Meyer firing would be kind of the, the pinnacle of this season. And uh, it's just uh, one more footnote uh, to what has been maybe the most interesting, confusing, perplexing season in the Jaguars 27 year history. So one of the things that there was a report out there that uh, Trent Volke will be retained as the Jaguars general manager. After that report, many fans have taken to social media, changing their uh, profile picture to a clown with a mustache similar enough to Shad Khan's uh, in, in a form of protest or almost a call to action in the, in the way to voice their opinion of uh, wanting Balky to not be retained. Some people don't necessarily agree with the action. Uh, Justin, what, what's your take on, on fans, I guess, almost uniting and speaking out and force in this way? There's power in uh, social media and Jaguars Twitter remains undefeated we've seen it from everything from trevor lawrence's uh, wedding gift toaster uh to raising money for school books for elementary kids in jacksonville jaguars twitter when it bands behind a cause a mission initiative uh usually has success and we'll be interesting to see if that success results in trent balky uh having a uh, two and through tenure in jacksonville and you know we've talked about this uh even last week how do you not have uh just a clean sweep of the organization you can't I just don't know how you can retain um, you know give Trent the benefit of the doubt in some sense he's not been the guy pulling the draft strings he's not uh, drafting CJ Henderson and Caleb on chase on how was Dave Caldwell but you know I think with the the Alstor Urban Meyer you've got to do just hit the reset button and uh, yeah, Trent's a nice guy he's uh, he's been um, up front and, and when you talk to the media but again uh, nothing personal, but I think if you're Shad Khan, hit reset, start over, and uh, make it a clean uh, clean sweep for 2022. The fans deserve that, and I think the franchise deserves that. He, he definitely should. I mean, uh, Trent, again, nothing personal against Trent, but the job he's done as a general manager in the NFL kind of speaks for itself, doesn't exactly have a stellar record. Um, you know, I was in Tennessee when Balls fans kind of united and said they don't want Greg Schiano, and this is very reminiscent of that to me. Um, where the way Jaguars fans have just, you know, in one voice, it's tough to get a lot of people to agree on something in the way society is now. And all the Jaguars fans seem to agree. They don't want Trent Bulky back. There was one tweet that I, I really found funny. They said, you know, Jags Twitter is the ones you don't want to mess with uh, because there's nothing you can say or do that can hurt them as much as the Jaguars hurt them every Sunday. And that's true. And that is so <laughs> true. I mean, as a, as a tortured fan base, especially these, years of Shad Khan's ownership. I mean, how, has there been any more tortured franchise than, no. I mean, the Browns during their heyday, but you know, even the, you know, even the sun has kind of shined on them a little bit. So the Jaguars have not had any kind of success and, um, but you know, they've had success when they banded together on social media and Hey, uh, they've done good for good causes. And uh, we'll see if this equates to a, a good cause uh, in getting Trent Balk out of there. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. There are rumblings that the organization has heard about the clown movement, and maybe they understand that the blowback is going to be a little bit too much if they try and keep this guy. I'm really interested to see that last home game, just how many people show up dressed as clowns or with inflatable clowns, because there's there seems to be a lot of a, a buzz about that gaining on social media, too. All right. Well, the, the, the more positive note this week, head coaching interviews started. Doug Peterson interviewed on 
what, uh, Thursday. Doug Peterson interviewed on Thursday. Byron Leftwich is coming up soon. Uh, Todd Bowles. There's a long list of guys that Shad Khan has submitted to want to speak with. Uh, the one thing that I kind of took with took from it was he split it very, very evenly. Five guys that had been head coaches before, five guys that hadn't. But of that that group, six of them were offensive based with only four that had a defensive background. So it, it looks like he has a slight lean toward those offensive guys, but very evenly split list with guys that have experience and don't have experience. Yeah, we, you know, it, and I don't think you can rule out just a wild card either. Um, you got to look back when they hired Gus Bradley. I don't think anybody had the Jaguars hiring Gus Bradley whatsoever. Um, and that was Shad Khan and Dave Caldwell. And um, I know Shad really kind of deferred to to Dave in that hire because it was early in Shad's tenure as an owner. And um, so hopefully he feels out a little bit more this time. And I think you can see that with the, the candidates that he's talking to. He's lining up. He's kind of um, picking from all walks of uh, experience and uh, coordinators, former head coaches. Um, so I think that served Shad well. I mean, this past hiring cycle could not have blown up any worse on him uh, with Urban Meyer. He was zeroed in on Meyer from the outset, and that was his guy. He got his guy, and that uh, spectacular failed, um, blew up in his face. So we'll see if um, – I think it's good. I, th I don't think it can hurt anything, um, really kind of sampling from every walk of uh, experience in this process. You know, the one guy that – was on the list that I, I was really, I said, you know what, that's actually a really good one is Todd Bowles. Uh, you know, a lot of people are really interested in, in left, which the offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers, but I've always been a Todd Bowles is one of the top defensive minds in the NFL. He did okay with the jets, not exactly stellar, but he also didn't have a quarterback and you think, okay, well, if Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback, then, you know, you pair him with a strong defense, which is something that Bowles has shown he can deliver in his tenure in the NFL you know, you'd, you'd have a real contender at that point. So I, Bowles is a name that's kind of grown on me, grown on me a little bit as I've kind of thought about it, sat back and thought about it. Um, you know, cause I mean, during his time in New York, he had what Geno Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick, those kind of guys at quarterback that he was trying to deal with and it just didn't work out. Um, you know, and you hit it on the head last week in our podcast about, you know, the head coach is, is huge. It's a major hire, but equally as important if not even more important are the hires of those coordinators and that staff too uh you know so if you get a green head coach insulate that guy with as much experience as possible I know you uh kind of beat that drum last week when we uh when you had our news for jacks podcast on just how important that staff is I mean this is going to be Trevor's uh, second year in the league and he's going on his second offensive coordinator uh more than likely unless they retain Daryl Bevel which chances are that doesn't happen um, he's going to be in the second coordinator, his second head coach, really is, is uh, two and a quarter head coach because uh, Bevel being the interim guy. So at this point, you've got to insulate whatever coach you hire with that NFL experience, with that stability that Trevor Lawrence in this franchise oh so desperately needs after this year. Yeah, I, I would love it would be a home run if he hired a guy like Todd Bowles and found a way to bring Nagy in as the offensive coordinator home run move at that point, you know, you, you roll with it um, and figure it out from there. Or even if you got a Jim Caldwell as your OC, but I, I we've beat that drum. Like you said, it's uh, it, the staff is hugely important. Whoever the head guy is, can't do it alone. There's a coaching staff that has to be put in place and you need to have a good staff from top to bottom. 
uh, elsewhere in the Jaguars this week. I mean, the whole locker room, it seems like at this point, has at some point come in contact with some sort of COVID. Guys have been going on and off the list all week long. Uh, it had ballooned close to 20 players at one point this week to the day Friday, they took a few guys off, but then they put Shaquille Griffin back on. Tosh Lapoy is probably not going to be available for game day. This team that's going to take the field against the Patriots very likely won't be a good one. <laughs> it's going to be maybe the worst Jaguars team we have ever seen in franchise history, including the expansion guys. I mean, this team was bad at full strength, and now you take out, I mean, what, what is there, 20 guys on the COVID list? There were 27 as of yesterday, even this morning. Uh, six uh, guys came off that, Trevin, Travis Etienne with the, the seventh guy. Uh, but, I mean, they were bad at full strength. Um, you know, almost historically bad in terms of what they do offensive-wise. And you subtract seven guys, four, off, four starting offensive linemen from that list. And, I mean, you know, hopefully some of these guys come off the list by game time Sunday. Uh, but, I mean, you're talking 20 guys right now still on that COVID list. Um, I mean, hopefully that, that offensive line comes in uh, some pieces, gets back. I know Daryl Bevel said there's no thought about pulling Trevor or, or sitting him. Uh, with those guys coming out this week, um, man, but I mean, this is going to be a terrible, terrible team taking the field against uh, Patriots Sunday. You're 16 and a half point dogs to begin with, with your full roster. And now you got to wonder, man, how bad do these uh, Jaguars get beat on Sunday? Okay. Not going to be pretty. You just want Trevor to walk out healthy at this point, because I know they said they didn't think about sitting them. And I don't think if they went to Trevor and were like, hey, Trevor, we're going to sit you this week because you don't have an offensive line to block for you, that conversation would go very well. Uh, Trevor's going to want to play, but if they fall behind and he's getting beat up, I just hope they pull him out. The, the last thing this team needs is Trevor Lawrence going into the offseason with some sort of serious injury. Yeah, you've made it through this season so far, Trevor. If yeah. this offensive line, you're, you're talking down four starters at this point right now, uh, you're down four starters. You've got Juwan Taylor still in there. I mean, Will Richardson's Will on Richardson IR. Went to the IR. I mean, yeah, it's it's such a bad situation uh, against a good Patriots defensive front. So you got to hope if um, if Trevor's back there, beat, now he's getting beat up on on weeks when he's got all five starters there uh, at at points. So you got to hope that Daryl Bevel and the staff uh, gauge that game as it goes. And if Trevor's taking too much abuse, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, Betty White died on Friday, New Year's Eve. You know, you thought, you know, she was going to get into the new year. Her birthday is in 17 days. I uh, was going to be turning 100. You know, you, you almost get through the end of that year and you can look forward to the next year coming up. And then, boom, you know, Betty White dies here. And, I mean, can you imagine Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, uh, so to speak, dying, his health dying in week, uh, in week 16 of the NFL. Oh, my goodness, this fan base could not be uh, any more tortured if that happened. So, you've got to keep Trevor healthy and upright. That's the biggest thing Sunday. Yeah. Because the last thing, I mean, this offseason, he needs to be working on his game, not rehabbing some injury that happened in a game that realistically in the grand scheme is honestly meaningless. I mean, if they if they win this game in some form of miracle fashion, does it would it be great? Sure. Does it suck for the Patriots? Yeah. But does it really change that the way people feel about this year for the Jaguars? Not even a little bit. The, the biggest thing for these last couple of games is get Trevor Lawrence to the offseason healthy. Um, Stay healthy. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that that's the only thing that matters. And have him have him have some input with the coaching search. Yeah, that's I mean, what we wanted in this season. I mean, even when you go back to some of our first uh, news for Jags 
podcast, I think we're in uh, in agreement. I mean, you see growth from Trevor. Stay healthy, Trevor. Um, build around him. And obviously his season has uh, not gone according to plan. Um, but what has gone according to plan, he's not been injured. I mean, other than um, that series, uh, was it against the Bills? I can't remember who it was. I think it was against the Bills at home uh, when he limped off the field and uh, had that scare. Um, and C.J. Beathard got, uh, got in there and, and uh, had a couple of passes. Um, that was really Trevor's only scare of the season injury-wise, um, where I think it was uh, an offensive lineman. Was it Walker Little that stepped on his ankle um, and, and hurt him for a few plays? That was our scare of the season with Trevor. But the abuse he's taken, the beating he's taken, um, he's still standing up. He's still taking snaps. Get through these last two weeks with Trevor healthy, and that is a win in my that's right. I, I don't even think we even need to pick this game. I, I think it's a, a given of what's getting ready to happen on Sunday with this the way this roster has been decimated by injuries and COVID at this point. Um, the only thing that's important, like you mentioned, Trevor, getting out healthy. All right, that'll do it for our, our final News for Jags podcast of 2021. Uh, we'll, we'll get back with you after the Patriots game in 2022. So that'll do it. Thanks for tuning in and uh, Happy New Year.